When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. Welcome to this week's play-by-play of the Hangtime Podcast. Joining us now, comedian Chelsea Peretti, NBA All-Star Roy Hibbert. Roy is our nation's most treasured actor. He's got chops, he's got talent, and he also has three tickets to Lakers. <laughs> With your host, Elliot Anderson, stops it down behind his head. Seku Smith, Lang Whitaker, and Rick Fox. Our next guest should have been our first guest, Isaiah Thomas. How do you think you would play in today's NBA with the rules the way they are? Be honest. Uh, average story. <laughs> we will win a lot. <laughs> and it's, it's our main man, Roderick Turner from the Los Angeles Times. Hey, too, can I say this first? <laughs> you know you when can. When I was covering the Lakers, when Rick Fox played, I had hair. They wore me out. Now it's time for the tip-off. You can always catch Sekou Smith on his Hangtime blog at NBA.com and on the Hangtime podcast with Lang Whitaker, who joins us now on Skype. Hey, can I invite Rick Fox to join us on the Hangtime podcast? No. Soon? <laughs> this week, this week, Tuesday. <laughs> whenever. Just whenever. <laughs> on Tuesday, I'm there. I don't under the bus. <laughs> All right, the Hangtime bus just ran over me. <laughs> <laughs> nice work, Lang Whitaker, throwing Thank- Rick under the hang time road trip bus. <laughs> Thank you. That was uh, on Game Time Saturday night with Rick Kamla, uh, myself, and Rick Fox. Rick and then, Fox. And then, the- oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> he made an appearance. What's up? Yeah, yeah. I was just about on? to say, I was just about to say, the bus can't run Rick over if we can't find him. <laughs> <laughs> That was good stuff. Surprise, surprise. That was good stuff, man. What's going on? The Hangtime Podcast crew in full effect heading into uh, another week in before All-Star Weekend. Rick, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually, for once, on a Wednesday, not on the air (laughs) uh, elsewhere. But uh, it's good to be on the air with you guys. Yeah, man. Um, Are we actually on the air or are we actually kind of like? Well, we will be. Um, Okay, yeah. At some time. Uh, in the near future. Yes. Uh, where you been the last month? What you been doing? <laughs> been all over the place. Yeah, I was in London, and I was in Toronto shooting After Dark. So the last, like, two of the last three weeks um, in foreign countries with, you know, actually in the middle of the time zone shifts and filming. And, and then one of the weeks, as you know, on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. they tried to pull me into the Sirius XM show at the time we were shooting before, which I mean, airing it or uh, taping before at 10. Yeah. So I blame yeah, Jared I, Greenberg for that one. Huh? Yeah. That's, that we got to blame Jared for let's that rush, one. Let's let the bus run over But Jared. the nine, nine o'clock time is perfect, man. Uh, either on Wednesday or Tuesday, I'm in. See? I love L- it. You see, Lang? You see what your, your hard work and dedication did on Saturday <laughs> night? <laughs> I had some other stuff ready to go. I didn't get to some other material. For, for Rick. <laughs> I was going to say his suit was a. Uh, the suit he was wearing was a tribute to Fifty Shades of Brown. 
Um, I had some other stuff about his uh, what's his eSport Echo Fox. I was Echo ready to Fox. get into that. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, it's, that's a sensitive to- topic right now for me, man. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> they got because lumped up the other night. Well, yeah, you know, because we're we're finding our we're finding our way as 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 a, as a as a new franchise, and we're having success in other. Uh, titles not so much league of legends right now so what um what nba team would you compare your uh Uh, i would compare us to i would compare us you know what i compare us to Uh, we're new so i can't compare us to a veteran squad because we don't have veterans just don't say philly the 76ers (laughs) no we are we are we are the man i can't believe i'm saying this right now the lakers we're the Lakers. Oh. We, have a, we have a star and a bunch of young players, but we're the we're the <laughs> we're the we're the Lakers uh, only in the way we're structured. We are young players are far more talented uh, than the Lakers' young players are. We just have had to deal with league issues right now. Right. So in about a week, everyone will be assembled on the court, and then we will be. The Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> so you're going to go from the Los Angeles 76ers to the or Oklahoma to the Minnesota City Timberwolves. That's who we are. We're the Timberwolves. Who? What's your role in this, Rick? Are you the uh, the Sam Mitchell? Are you the uh, the general manager? Or what are you? No, I'm the. I'm, the I'm, I'm a little bit like Stan Van Gundy. Oh no. Oh. I'm, I'm president. <laughs> no, I'm a little bit like. Sick. You said. Like, oh no. <laughs> no. I know, right? I'm a little bit like Jordan. I'm the owner. But I also sit on the bench, right? And I'm in. I'm in the trenches. I'm up close with the team. I'm talking to the players. I'm talking to the coaches. So I'm talking to general managers. So I'm kind of like a president and owner. So I, I'm COO and CFO and owner. And but but I don't. You know, I look. I look to move off of some of these titles really mm-hmm. quickly here. I'm, a, I'm about to to hire the, my buddy that was the former head of uh, Warner Brothers Computer Gaming Division because he knows this stuff exceptionally well. Right. And he's going to come in there and I can just, I can just like, you know, be a little bit away and, and still be a part, but not as in the trenches. Right. What's, um? I have no, I have more questions about this. You what, haven't talked to Rick in so long, I guess I know. you got to get it all in now. What are these things, what are these events like? Is it just a bunch, a bunch of nerds in a big room or... How dare you, Lang? I'm asking the question. I, <laughs> that was I so that's such a hey. I play uh, video such games. Such a stereotypical. Uh... <laughs> yes. It's a, no. What it is? What it's like? If you would, if you would, um, there's there's fans there watching these people play. Yes, it's or the it's, fans are mostly it's professional online. Professional sports, and I know it's hard, maybe, for you to maybe uh, uh, digest it as that because it's uh, in our generation growing up. Playing video games was something you did, like quite frankly, in your yeah. in your room or in a basement. And you did it by yourself. And... What do you mean? What do you mean was? <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> there's no past tense here. <laughs> it's a two. It's in two years. In another year and a half, it'll be a two billion dollar industry, kind of like right behind the NHL. Uh, it's growing fast. It's quick. Um, it's played in arenas. It's played. It's it's. They sell out Madison Square Garden. They sell out Staples. Um, millions and millions of people view it. Thirty-two billion people watch the World Championships of, of League of Legends, which is one of, one of the publishing leagues that I have a team in. Uh, and that's more than you know the world. The World Series is more than NCAA Final Four. 
Um, and so you, you see that the viewership is there. Uh, most people know about Twitch, which yeah. is the streaming platform that Amazon bought for a billion dollars that most that most people watch video game play on. Mm-hmm. That had some over 200 million views last year. So it's it's a it's a, you have to think of it like what the UFC did a few years back when they came on the scene. So right now, professional esports, professional gaming is uh, is the next wave of 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 major league professional athletics. I think this is the this might be a generational thing for me because 100%. I I love video games. You're I, play, old. I play video games. Um, I played video games last night. I love to play. Could video you imagine games. getting paid for it? Well, but there's nothing to me more boring than watching someone else play video games. <laughs> like, up, but that's because you grew up with, um, you know, with television and TV shows and movies, uh, and also you know going to live events. Right. And, uh, this generation, uh, quite frankly, their entertainment is watching other people do what what they potentially may be able to do a lot easier than than right. maybe it, you know the path it took for some people to become professional athletes because. You know, my kids, my son and daughter, over the last eight years, all they watched was YouTube. They don't right. watch TV. And then they started watching video game personalities play video games. And some of these people were professional at what they did. And so that, that kind of trained viewership patterns led to uh, an industry growing up where people are actually entertained by it. And then they actually go and go and attend an arena and, and watch an event just as you would a basketball game. Yeah. So who, it's, uh, Rick, who didn't, isn't somebody in the process of buying the league or something like that? Or I remember. Um, well, I Mark Cuban had an, uh, right. an article come out yesterday and he wants to buy a league of legends team now. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and Turner created the E league, mm-hmm. which is, which is a league that will begin in May that, that um, I have an echo Fox will be in that one as well. Okay. They are using the game, the, the game CSGO, with the publisher Valve as their, you know, their game mm-hmm. for their league, and so you know, similar to League of Legends, CS:GO is the second most played game in in the world, and you will see eventually coming down the pipe after this, these two games, um, one from Blizzard, probably Overwatch. Mm-hmm. These, uh, are the, are these, these, these these tournaments these... pop up everywhere. I mean, like, look, you saw Two K Live just announced one since we yeah. talked about our buddies Ronnie. We couldn't at the time. We were under a non, uh, Ronnie County gave me a little insight on that a couple months back. Mm-hmm. Couldn't couldn't say anything because it was you know, under a non disclosure yeah. agreement. But they just announced their two hundred fifty thousand um, dollar league with two K Live. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Let's yeah, right. in there. I already beat you in that one. We I, could... just, I don't care about the <laughs> games. Hey, hey. I just want an Echo hey, Fox jacket. I want one of the bubble jackets, like the team. Yeah, jackets. I got them. I got them. I got them coming. We got them on, yes. on, 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 on order. Yes, I got to have one of those. They, they're cold blooded, Lang. It's like this smooth orange bubble coat. I'm gonna need it in uh, Toronto for all. Oh yeah. man, I just came from there. It's cold, man. <laughs> Toronto's, <laughs> Toronto's ready though. It's ready. It is. It is it. Did you shoot any at Frings? I saw, name of it? I saw some After Dark, um, caught up with Drake. Drizzy? Um, yeah, caught up with Drizzy. Drizzy, Drizzy, Drake. Uh, Grant and uh, Kristen Ledlow and I uh, went over and uh, went to see his new restaurant. They got to eat. I was still working at the ACC Air Canada Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I came up later. And, uh, it was actually right before he dropped that summer 16 right. uh, cut. Um, he's got a nice place there. We're gonna. Um, he's coaching coaching me in the uh, – 
Yeah. ESPN. <laughs> That's what we got to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> You've been working yeah. out? You are, like, no, are you ready? No, no at all. Nothing. Come on, man. Absolutely nothing. And I, I busted my knee up on a snowmobile in Canada shooting on it um, after dark. So I don't even know if I'm going to be able to guard anyone, let alone run up and down the floor. So I need some advice from you guys on what I should do to, to kind of give off the appearance that I'm actually in the All-Star game doing anything versus um, just not playing. Show up show up with one of those RoboCop uh, knee braces and, and tap out. Like, get out there for um, the first couple minutes and tap up and be like, hey, my, I just can't do it, my knee is yeah. Oh, man, that would just make me look broken. <laughs> broken and old. And then I'd have to listen to you you guys the next week. Oh, we would destroy you. Have you. A, uh, you have a significant built-in advantage in that you're you're probably going to be, like, what, six inches taller than everyone else in that game? <laughs> like Who who else is playing that used to play in the league? Um, n- n- um Somebody. Steve Nash, maybe? Muggsy, isn't Muggsy Bogues playing? Yeah, Muggsy, yeah, I think. 16 inches taller than Muggsy. I mean, you, yeah. could, you should have you're no gonna, problem. You're going to be cherry pick. You're going to be like Boban Marjanovic in this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to try and get, like, you know, 20 assists. You could get, like, um, flat-footed rebounds, control the paint. I think that's what you should do is just try to – don't worry about scoring. Just try to, like, fill up the stat sheet. If you put up a triple-double in the celebrity game, that would be the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> okay. Okay, just, I need to go just, straight my green on people. Yeah. Just don't lose the MVP to Kevin Hart or whatever. He's not playing. He what? Retired. He retired after last year. Yeah, Kevin's coaching. Oh, come on. And Drake's coaching. Yeah, Kevin I had to cover Kevin the game Hart. last year. So you're not going to cover it this year? I don't know. I don't know who, who's going to draw the short straw this year. No. <laughs> short straw? <laughs> short straw. How is that a short straw? Uh, short straw means good. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't grow up with hay in the Bahamas. We didn't as have far as you straws. know, yeah, very nice. Um, by the way, Kobe Bryant turned the clock back uh, Tuesday night. Oh my night. goodness! What what was that all about? Well, some of those threes went down. Finally, it's ridiculous. He was balling. Yeah, seven threes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's he was balling. Been, I just had, I, I was look. I, I was saying, and, and I said it a couple times earlier on. If you look at where he was ranked. And and three threes made all time, he's like in the top five. So, and the shooters that he's around, Ray Allen, um, oh, Paul Pierce, mm-hmm. Reggie Miller, like these are like some of our greatest, you know, shooters and scorers of all time, right? So it makes sense that he would come out of the shoot shooting as many as he did at the start of the season. The fact that he didn't go down, I could see why he would think, well, I'm just in a slump right now. Right. Um, but you, I just felt like it, sooner or later, if he kept at that clip putting up as many threes as he was putting up, something he's not that bad a player, even though he's old, to not have a moment like last night. And yeah. I still think he has one or two or more, more of those left. Yeah, he's, where those threes go down, and he puts up thirty-eight points. It helps. Uh, it helps to be playing the Timberwolves. Um, yeah. He's twelfth all time in three pointers made. No, he isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but among no, act, among active no. players, among active players, he's seventh. Yeah, no, he's, you yeah. I'm, maybe I'm looking. At, I looked up something already, dude. This is something <laughs> that was. That... <laughs> Ray <laughs> Allen, Reggie Miller, Jason Terry, Paul Pierce, Jason Kidd, Vince Carter, Jamal Crawford, Chauncey Billups, Kyle Korver, Rashard Lewis, Joe Johnson, Kobe Bryant. One thousand seven hundred sixty-nine made. So maybe I was looking at the attempts. Yeah. Jason Kibbs is like to me is the most surprising. He's got to be, be up there in attempts then. Um, Maybe I got that all wrong. Let me look. 
I, he's got to be up there in attempts because I was. Yeah, he was like top five, like with, and it was impressive. And I was just kind of like, well, well, of course he thinks he should be shooting these. Yeah. Um, but if it was just attempts, that's another story. Now we're on attempts. Uh, yeah, he's number seven all time <laughs> in attempts. Okay. So. Okay. Well, maybe maybe I had it backwards a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, any any red. You know, red lights or alarm um, when you see Byron Scott and Don McLean fighting back and forth in, through the media about I love it about how they're using D'Angelo Russell. I mean, and let's be clear, Don McLean works out players. Um, you know, in the lead up to the draft, and D'Angelo Russell was one of the guys he worked out. So he has a vested interest in in what happens to uh, young Russell's career. And I thought Russell played well last night, and it has played well. Um, in spots recently where he's really looked comfortable. I know he has a vested, vested interest in this, but I I also kind of agree with his, what he said, which was, you know, at some point you just let him, you tell D'Angelo Russell, you go out there and, and I don't care how many turnovers you have. I'm going to let you play. So he's not looking over his shoulder all the time. Yeah. I kind of like that Byron is trying to protect him a little bit, but I, I, I thought Don McClain was right about the way their offense looks. You know, that they're not running anything dynamic enough, you know, to really take advantage of the youth and athleticism on that roster. Um, right. right. You know, well, they, we, we, we know what that's about. Yeah. Um, but I, I I think you put players out there in the fire in these situations to grow through actual play. And there will be mistakes. And you understand they're going to. It's gonna, you know, times it's gonna, you're you're gonna cringe, and but they learn from those mistakes. I think if they're not playing him the way Don McClain thinks he should be played by just rolling the ball out and letting him go, it, it is because they think he will drown. Yeah, I really think they must think he will drown, and and that would only then further damage his value, further damage his his his, his confidence. Curve, yeah. His yeah. learning curve, because if he can get a summer under his belt at the age of 19, where now he can go to summer league and he can work on his game and really take a leap in improvement and then come back and have one of those seasons where he's thrown into the fire, yeah, maybe he's a little more prepared a second time around. Yeah. Um, I mean, think of Anthony Bennett. You know, Anthony Bennett kind of got, you know, went through some uh, a rough season with injuries and and uh, who didn't fully Anthony Bennett? That's what I'm saying. Who like? Yeah, I know, right? Chilling on into that Toronto bench. Confidence right? got shattered. Couldn't find his way, and then you know, before you know it, you know, he's a bust, and yeah. or in, in people's minds, he's a bust. I don't think that's the case. I don't look at any player as a bust. I think, I think some players have higher expectations based on where they're drafted, and then they don't find their way because they are constantly trying to live up to the hype of who they're supposed to be versus who they are, and. I think Anthony, along with other players that have t- faltered that way, could still have careers if they, you know, kind of hone into producing in a different fashion other than as a number one pick in the NBA draft. I just think D'Angelo Russell just doesn't look like the number two pick right now. And I don't mm-hmm. think it's playing minutes that fixes that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a little more off-season work and a little more maturity in his body. And, and so bringing him along a little slower – Makes sense, but I think they're just protecting him right now. They don't. But I don't. Wanna... I don't think playing minutes hurts that. No, it does. Well, 
it doesn't hurt it. But it's how you get the how you, create you give bad him habits. Yeah, you, know, I mean, you really create a lot of bad habits. If he goes out there and he's turning the ball over six times a game and he's shooting twenty two percent, you know, and he's getting point guards in the league, yeah. you know, it's, it's torching him for thirty eight points, and he's got to face Russell Westbrook and all you know all these guys, Dan Lillard, and he can't handle them defensively like that. That's that's shell shocked, man. You don't know if you I don't know if you come back from something like that. You know, and I mean? now, there's point guards who've played in the NBA for ten years who can't handle those guys defensively. <laughs> yeah, but they that's might not true. have all been the, the you know number two pick in a draft and have that added pressure of yeah. You know, being I, I don't the next know. Big I just feel like it, shows. at some point you gotta you gotta turn him loose. You gotta let yes, him go. and I think that comes. I think that comes the last twenty games of the season. Yeah. If you love somebody, set them free. <laughs> I, I, I think they like him right now. <laughs> <laughs> they like him. I don't know if they love him. Yeah, I, I mean, I won't say I won't say this often, but I agree wholeheartedly with me the approach oh. that Byron Scott has taken. Um, I, like I said, I don't agree. I, I watched their offense last night, and I'm saying this is archaic. Like this is not the way you get the best yes. out of any group. No, Brent, Brent, and I were watching the Sunday on NBA TV too, like the last. Yeah, you know quarter of the Lakers game, it was atrocious. Yeah, that didn't work for me. The body language, everything. Everything about it was just... I mean, mean, I'm sorry. The the pride you put on the floor and the the personal pride you have to have, I know it's difficult. I've been a part of seasons where you only win 15 games. It's, It's hard. It's hard, but still... You can tell the character of an individual based on how they're running up and down the floor, how they, yeah. you know, how they're approaching situation they're in, and some of those guys they can't they can't wait to get to they can't wait to get to April, you know, fifteenth. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, the weird thing about watching teams like the Lakers and the Timberwolves um, is just seeing the difference in how rookies come along. Carl mm-hmm. um, Anthony Towns couldn't have ended up in a better situation in terms of his development. And and Sam Mitchell has had the added luxury of having a guy like Kevin Garnett around to tutor him. I don't think the Lake, you know, there is no veteran point guard sage to really school D'Angelo Russell. You know, he doesn't have that guy who can, you know, whisper in his ear and tell him all the tricks of the trades. Like, who's he going to go to on that team to teach him the, the, the tricks of the point guard trade? Yeah, that's. I think that's that. That's may, yeah, that may be a potentially one of the missed opportunities when putting that team together. I mean, they put together a ton of talent, ton of yeah. young talent, um, and but some of the vets that are on that roster surround more Kobe's position than yeah. Kobe yeah. than any anyone else. And you know, and Kobe's going through a season where he's saying goodbye to the game after twenty years, and his focus, I guarantee you, isn't solely on can't solely be, it's impossible for him to solely be thinking about how, how do I pass something along and mentor these kids right. when he's dealing with, you know, city to city, you know, night in and night out is, you know, there's a celebration around him and he's dealing with press. And so I, I think they've missed an opportunity to have two to three other vets on that squad at each of those positions, a power forward vet and a point guard vet to, to really, to your point, like really be in the ears of Randall and, and uh, D'Angelo Russell. I thought it was hilarious, dude. Did you see Kobe's comments after the game last night? Like no. He was kind of like, what y'all expect? I've been doing this for 20 years. Like, you know, blah, blah. It's like, um. <laughs> We've been watching the rest we of the watched season, the too. Rest, yeah, we saw the start <laughs> of the season, partner. We're like. <laughs> I, saw, 
I saw him leave last night with uh, there's a photo of him walking out of the arena with Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, I mean, all you know, I think it's cool too to all those guys. Like Wiggins was going at Kobe last night with yeah. some vintage Kobe stuff. I I like that you know that he's getting his send off with guys going after him and getting in his mix. Um, but you know what? We talk about all this stuff about the development of of Russell. It's not going to matter Lang and Rick in a, in another year when Kevin Durant. <laughs> and, and Russell Westbrook are rocking Lakers jerseys because according to Lang, or at least the reports that he uh, highlighted on the Hang Time blog yesterday, uh, the word on the street in L.A. is that KD and Russ are coming. No, no, no. The, the post I did yesterday was that Kevin Durant is going to go to the Golden State Warriors next year. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm mixing up my uh, hilarious. Somebody else must have done my that. My hilarious wild other... stories. That was, that was last week's story with uh, KD and – Russ going to the Lakers. Lang blew up the spot yesterday with the report about the Warriors being the team that's going to snatch KD away. I don't, I don't care if he ends up in California. It's all good either way. I have a, I have a, California I, love. I have a, I was thinking about this this morning. So, well, first of all, if the Warriors were were able to offer him a max contract, they'd have to get rid of a lot of people they have on that team now. So, Harrison Andrew Barnes, Bogan, Harrison Barnes. I mean, Iguodala, yeah, Iguodala, yeah. But if you have a core of Durant, Curry, Thompson, and Draymond Green, you could go run the point for the Warriors, and it wouldn't could, matter. Could they win seventy-five games? Should they go win seventy-five games this year? I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I was talking about this on. So I don't uh, know how you break that up. Break that I was up? talking about it on Instant Messenger this morning with Jeff Case, one of our producers at NBA.com, and I said. I mean, could you could you make an argument that if they add Durant to that team, they would go eighty-two and zero? And he was like, "No, no way, that would never happen." I was like, "Look, would adding Kevin Durant to that team make them four wins better? Because they've only lost four games right now." <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, that team walking around the Bay Area, man, would create earthquakes, man. That's too much of an imbalance, man. I don't. Th- I, I wonder if that would turn them from the sweethearts that everybody is oh, yeah. loving right now into the villains. <laughs> yes, hundred <laughs> percent. You know, hundred percent. The team we'd that watch, we'd watch, but we would hundred percent be cheering for every other team to, <laughs> uh, to, to, to get a win. It would be because you'd be it'd be the monsters. Yeah, it would yeah. be the monsters. It would be ridiculous. And and I just don't know to the point you just made. I don't know how you break up a seventy-five win team when when um, I know how when Harrison. <laughs> well, hold on. When Harrison Barnes, quite frankly will be half the price as Kevin Durant and half the age. Uh, younger, I don't know younger. about half the price. Huh? I don't know about half the price. Well, 90 million maybe. And Kevin's going to be like 150, 140 or something like that. Mm, so at least you're 60 million work. less. And then you keep <laughs> Festus Azili. I mean, like, to me, that's your core five. Azili, Harrison Barnes, Curry, Green, and, and, and Thompson. So Man, now you roll that five out the next five oh, years. Oh, you balling. Okay. Well, you balling. So would you rather have Harrison Barnes or Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant. Okay. In, Look, a, in a perfect world, saying, Kevin Durant. But on, you know. I, I love Kevin. I'm not saying it would be – I'm not saying it would be an ugly – I'm not saying it would be an ugly team or it wouldn't be a productive team. I just think, man – Sometimes, look, I was a part of the 2014. We had Carmelo, yeah. Gary Payton, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant. I mean, we were like, it just, 
It's only one ball, man. Yeah. It's only one ball. And yes, the Golden State Warriors share the heck out of it. And they seem to make it work, uh, which is fine. Yes, they'd probably still win 70 games with Kevin Durant. But Kevin hasn't been the healthiest guy, right? And so, so, and he's not getting any younger. And I, I just, you know, I just look at it and I think, okay, would I do the move? Yeah, I'd probably still make the move to get Kevin Durant and add him to the Warriors as well if I could. But still, I just think <laughs> I caution us from from assuming that, that it would be that it would be better. Right. Right. I mean, I think yeah. that I think there are some fundamental differences in the teams that you're talking about. You guys got the Lakers got Carl Malone and Gary Payton when they were on the. Yeah. The backside of, of yeah, their Hall of Fame true. careers. You it know. Was bad. But you also had – These guys would all be know, in their primes. Kevin Durant right. won the MVP two years ago. You have guys doing the dirty work. You have guys doing the dirty work, you know, yeah. like the, the little right. things. I just don't know how you could resist. Yeah. <laughs> if you're Kevin Durant, how could – that would be a tough opportunity to resist. Oh, you get a chance to play with three other elite top 15 players and, and be poised to chase championships for at least the duration of that contract. Oh, dude, it would be ridiculous. I mean, it'd be it'd be crazy. Yeah, I, I would I I would go to ten Warrior games a day a year. <laughs> For you, like, that's a lot. I mean, you know, four of them would be in the finals probably. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd have to I'd have to just travel up to the Bay Area another six times. I I just I mean I just think that it's uh as much as we talk about free agency and the circus that surrounds guys. It, Kevin Durant has done a really nice job of not letting this stuff, you know, chew up his season. And yeah. now, um, all of a sudden, right before All-Star break, you, you know, you see the reports that are starting to, to come out about who might be in the running for his services and, and where he might end up. I'm I'm wondering if this takes ends up taking a toll on the Thunder team this season if it persists. You know, if these stories won't go away and he can't find a way – to brush them aside because they are the last team to get a crack at the Warriors, you know, last elite team to get a crack at the Warriors this season. They play Saturday night um, in Oakland. And I'm I'm really curious to see how they match up, what they look like, you know, going small ball against small ball against a deep Thunder team that athletically, to me, might be the best suited to combat the Warriors of all these other elite teams. He, uh, Durant apparently just addressed us at shoot around um, recently. He said, Did uh, he call you out by name? I want to tell called, Lang Whitaker he, to. He called out uh, Anthony Slater from the Oklahoman. Really? <laughs> jokingly. Oh, okay. So, said, I blame it on you, man. <laughs> laughing. Um, uh, he says they, he was asking this be a distraction to you, to the team, to anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, nobody talks about it here. We don't even talk about basketball outside of the court. Free agency chatter, we don't talk about that stuff. As soon as we walk out on this court, it's friendship and brotherhood. We don't talk about basketball. It makes it easier when you have a group of guys that's always turned on talking about basketball. Like I said, it's something out of my control. Guys are going to write stories on what they're going to write about. I just try to stay locked in on where I am. That's a lot of basketball. It's the only way you can, yeah. It's the only way you can handle it. Because yeah. you can't win if you're Kevin Durant. You can't win by talking about it. You can't win by snapping on people for asking you about it. You know. Yeah. All you can do is try and be diplomatic about it. And, yeah. And and not seem defensive because they're gonna listen. It's the nature of the beast. There's gonna be speculation about yeah. you know where he ends up until something happens. Uh, and uh, I, I'll, I tell mean, you who's, I'll tell you who's popping uh, Maalox and Elka Seltzer pills and all that stuff has got to be Sam Presti. 
Yeah. Because this, this, think about it. This is the make or break stretch these next two years. That franchise is get, could potentially have to go through an entire overhaul if if Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook vacate the premises in free agency. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that's got to be – that's heartburn city for Sam Preston. Yeah, you just hope if they do leave, you, you get something back, right? I mean, something to build on. Well, look, here's the thing. So, you know, sign and trade, right? Could – could any of those teams where they have to be under the cap to do sign and trades, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I mean the one and, thing Pressy's been and, really good at is the draft. He's been great, really good. Man, ain't nobody you could draft that's going to be better than freaking Kevin Durant <laughs> or Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yeah. Although he drafted those two, so. not anytime soon. Yeah. No, yeah. exactly. I'm just wondering the Gold Golden State Warrior of it all could Harrison Barnes and uh, Iggy and and a bogey go the other way to. To, I don't uh, think so. I think they have to. I think they have to. Um, have to be under the cap, right? Yeah, but they had. They would have to like to buy out Boga. There's a couple of things there. They would have to. It's. It's more technical than I'm capable of explaining. Um, <laughs> but let's not break up the Golden State Warriors that are going to probably be the best team ever to play the game of basketball. Or, <laughs> or Kevin Durant. Yeah. <laughs> it might be a little uh, premature. Yeah, it might be a little premature. I'll do respect to Kevin. Yes, his value is there. We love him. We think he's one of the best players in the game. But I don't know. That's that's you want to. I would, I'd want to tread lightly in in destroying what is like I said, breaking up what is sure. right now going to go down maybe as the best team in the history of the league. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I, uh... to, just to chase fantasy hoops. What <laughs> might they think might be better than that? Yeah. Or, yeah, Anthony, I, Anthony Slater tweeted out uh, yeah. the uh, transcript of the back and forth of Kevin Durant, which is fantastic. I'm make sure I retweet this. Um, he said, um, you know, I, the, the matchup I want to see is Russell Westbrook against Steph, Steph Curry. Curry. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, they, they kind of exposed the Spurs a little bit when they sure. played. Warriors did. And a big part of that was they had, the Spurs had no answer for Curry or even anyone who could even come close to suggesting an answer for Curry. Right. Um, and I think Westbrook might be the best or the closest thing we have to an answer for Curry defensively and offensively. Well, I, I want to see the matchup between Draymond Green and, and Kevin Durant mm-hmm. if, if Draymond draws that assignment. Um, or the other way. Who, yeah. who guards Draymond? Yeah. Baca? That's a good question. I mean, I, like I said, there's so many different small ball, you know, machinations you could go through with those two teams. And that's why I've been saying it all year, and I continue to me the Thunder, uh, the perfect foil. Because they're, you look at how deep their roster is, even if they play Ennis Canner, mm-hmm. you know, they could match up better than a lot of other teams could against a, against a team like the Warriors who can – roll out all sorts of matchup nightmares for you. I still say to Sean Livingston is that when they put him out there, yeah, you know, he adds another dimension to their team that nobody really talks about in terms yeah. of matchup nightmares. And, I mean, he picked, picked right up when Barnes got hurt, yeah, basically playing yeah. that role. So yeah. I don't know. I'm, I know Rick, you'll be in the studio. You'll be in the studio Saturday night, right? I will. I so, will. I mean, I'll be watching that game. Um, I'm not, I don't have to work in the studio Saturday night, but I, on Super Bowl Eve, I don't want any distract. <laughs> like that is one game I want no distractions. It's 
I think that, to me, as much as we talked about the game against San Antonio being the game of this, you know, century and blah, 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 this one is the one that really intrigues me because I think the dark horse team to win the West and to get, you know, potentially to win it all is Oklahoma City. Yes, I've had them on my list from day one. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're, we've been pretty good about our – you think about the road trip and where we started in each of the past two seasons. Um you know, those teams, if you know, given what the Warriors do this year and if they finish out what they've started, that would be two years in a row we nailed it with a team, you know, starting off with a team that ends up in the finals. Yep. Who knows? Next, the next road trip next year could, you know, we could be in starting in Oklahoma City. Um, because, like I said, that's the team that, that piques my interest in terms of specific matchups, in the West, and if they can survive the West, mm-hmm. you got to give them a, a, a chance to, you know, give them the 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 favorites role, even against Cleveland. I would. Um, and I and, and again, that's a Cleveland team that's playing fantastic. Yeah, I was going to say, what about this new Cleveland yeah, team? Yeah, under uh, Teron Lue. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Nobody can dispute that the changes he's made um, and the fact that Kevin Love's touches have increased dramatically. Um, yep. You know, he's got their big three playing at a high level. Kevin Um, loves in the team photo now. (laughs) (laughs) I saw he made the pick. He made the pick. It didn't have to be Photoshopped. He was excited about it. Yeah, it didn't have to be Photoshopped. (laughs) Yeah, I was yelling about that last week. I said, I want to start seeing seeing Kevin Love in the Instagram and Twitter (laughs) posts with the rest of the group. He made it. I'll start to believe we got it. They're heading in a new direction. The best thing was in that, you know, those photos, those guys are – it's. I guess teamwork is the, is the you know, supposed explaining factor. But for the most part, they just want to show off what they're wearing in those pictures. And in that last one, they were all wearing, you know, their cool outfits. And Kevin Love had on a Cavs sweatsuit yeah. <laughs> postgame. But they still put him in there. They, they let him be in the picture. Hey, man, you, yeah. get, you know, listen, I would love – nothing would make me happier than to see T. Lou coaching in the finals. You know, he's been mm-hmm. there obviously plenty of times. But as a head coach, that would – that would be fantastic. Um, yeah. Another Kansas way, City cat, by the way. I like that, I like that you pronounce his, his name correctly. What do you mean? Tehran. Tilu? Or, or as he said it, I, I believe he says Tehran. Tehran. Yeah. But I keep hearing yeah. Ty, Tyron. I've been calling him Tyrone for – I've been calling him Tehran. Yeah. I mean, I'd say his other name that he goes by, you know, that people know him by, but that wouldn't be appropriate on these airways. Um I'll say it Once anyway. Again, are we on the air? Lou Hefner. Um, that's what he, he used to call himself when he was playing for the Hawks. <laughs> that's what his teammates used to call him, Lou Hefner. <laughs> <laughs> but, again, I was mentioning that, you know, uh, Jeff Hornacek out as the coach in Phoenix. And uh, one of Tyron Lou's Tyron, Tyrone Lou Hefner's um, contemporaries got mm-hmm. the move over to the uh, big chair. Earl Watson, another Kansas City guy, um, taking over. Do you think it's tear it down the supports and scrap this whole thing again now for the Suns? Uh, they can't get much lower than they are right now, even though my, my homeboy Devin Booker is balling, yeah, uh, I, killing it. I saw today that there's – I think there's 11 or 12 NBA players older than Earl Watson yeah, right now. Yeah, that's unbelievable. <laughs> wow. Um, I, well, I don't another, think they... another when you think about it, another coach goes down instead of the players, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, 
Markeith Morris was quite, you know, has been quite uh, disgruntled and we Not thought, okay, is he going to be moved or is the, is the you know. I wouldn't move him after, after the way he played last night. How do you, yeah, I haven't seen how do you play last night. Oh, my gosh. He had 30 and 11. Huh? <laughs> he almost had, a, he had like six blocks. He was killing. Okay. He was killing. I mean, so he's it's Marquise Morris's team now. <laughs> I don't, I don't know whose team it is, but I know when you see a guy step up like that in in the aftermath of what's going on, you know, with the the change that tells you. I think you're right, Rick. It is a player's a situation where the players will overrides everything else. And uh, yeah. well, it's also just cheaper. <clears throat> yeah, it's easier. It's, it's that's it. That's the easy way out is to change coaches because that's why. Gonna... That's why if I ever coached, I might need a twelve twelve million dollar deal for about five <laughs> years. <laughs> I'm, mad. I'm not mad at anybody getting an opportunity. Is my thing. Oh, I'm a, oh, I'm gonna just say, hey, I need to make what the best highest player makes. Right, right. <laughs> so, so if it comes down to being them, <laughs> I got a chance. <laughs> All I know is we got Super Bowl weekend coming up. Um, we got the Super Bowl Eve game of the century. Who's playing? I stopped watching the, when the Patriots lost. The Thunder. Uh, it's going to be Dab Newton and the Panthers against uh, Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos. Uh, oh, we know the results of that. Why well, watch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just watch game time Sunday night. With uh, ignore the Super Bowl. Yeah, I've also got a, uh, I've got a, I've got a rib recipe, barbecue rib recipe coming up on GQ.com today. So nice. nice. Check that out. Make your Super Bowl. Win your Super Bowl night. Win your Super Bowl. The frumpy night. chef. <laughs> no matter well, how Echo Fox will be competing at the same time as the Super Bowl. So I still want to. You know, you know where I'll be. I want to do a TV show, uh, cooking in like small spaces in New York because nobody has a big kitchen, and call it Kitchen Little. Little. <laughs> <laughs> I want to cool. do. I want to do a show called The Champ Is Here, um, because somebody is back on top. On bragging rights. Oh, geez. Wow. It's time for bragging rights as the guys put their rep on the line. <laughs> I had to pick for six weeks. How can anybody be on top? The champ picking. is. Oh, no. You, you've been picking. You've been picking for the last six weeks. <laughs> uh, actually, Lang has been flipping the coin and picking, <laughs> letting the coin pick for you. And well, oh, my God. Andrew, Andrew was picking for you, but he was doing too well. Yeah, he was killing it. So we had to put a stop to that. <laughs> so we stopped that, and I started flipping a coin. So what's my record? All right, so Rick, your record currently is eleven and sixteen. <laughs> this is some bullshit. <laughs> the coin is the best. <laughs> I was using that coin the Green Bay Packers use in the coin toss in overtime that doesn't actually flip. The only, the only way you guys can out outsmart and outbeat me is not is to flip a coin. <laughs> So currently, currently the bragging rights standings are Sekou <laughs> is leading at 16 and 11. The King. One game behind, Lane Ooh. Whitaker at 15 and 12. And then, uh, Rick, you're uh, 11 and 16. This is some bullshit. You guys ain't even flipping <laughs> coins. Time I don't around. believe you even flipped a coin. Oh, no, no. You could go no, back and I want to. I want a recount. I want to go back <laughs> all the freaking weeks that there was apparently a no. coin flipped, and I want to hear if it actually lands on a table. Saker saw me do it he last week. He did it in here last week with a I paper coin. With him. We were in the same room. Yeah, and I did. he had the paper coin working last week. I, I sat here watching. Paper coin? Yeah. Paper coin. <laughs> we didn't have any money, so we had to make one up. They don't pay us anything to do this. We had to get a piece of paper and put home and away and throw it up in the air. (laughs) 
<laughs> Go on a limb right now. Rick's picks, Rick's picks are sponsored by Echo Fox. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You can go ahead and let him pick first because, you know, he's got some ground to make up. All right, so let's do that. Friday night, the Spurs at the Mavericks. Ooh. Spurs. <laughs> Sounds like he's flipping it. Eminem. He's flipping his coin. <laughs> hold on. Spurs are heads. Mavericks. Okay, hold on. Ah, Spurs. Spurs it is. Yeah, I'm going with the Spurs. Yeah, me too. You, didn't, you don't need to flip a coin? You just can pick? Yep, yeah. I'm good. All right. Saturday, the uh, the big matchup, OKC at Golden State. Oh, Golden State. I ain't even flipping a coin. Yeah, Golden, Golden State. State. Yep. <clears throat> All right, and finally, let's do that Super Bowl thing. Let's do uh, who's going to win. Patriots. <laughs> All right, all right. You flip a coin on that one. I'm Cam going. Newton. I'm Cam going Newton. with Dab Newton, baby. I don't. I don't like Cam Newton. Why? Why, why not? Why this be and I know that's an unpopular opinion. Why? Um, why are you making it personal? I don't He's like not, him because this is not tennis. It's not. You don't like because he didn't go to Georgia. So yes, because Mark Rick wanted to play like. tight end. Yep, that's exactly what I don't think. He didn't get because he went to Auburn. I don't like, I, and I I don't cheer for Auburn. I cheer for University of Georgia. So I don't. I, I've never liked him. That being said, I think he's going to win, and I think they're going to win. And he's a heck of a player. Yeah. And I'm taking Carolina. Westlake's finest, baby. Yeah. Dab Newton should have gone to UGA. Well, nope. nobody's taking Denver. No, you can. I, I'm not taking Denver. No offense to. Uh, a certain guy behind the glass or a former certain guy behind the I glass. I hope Peyton Manning wins, but I think Carolina's too good. If Denver wins, it's not going to be because of Peyton Manning. <laughs> because and it of... certainly won't be because Andrew's walking around in his in his Ty Lawson throwback up in here today. You ought to see him. He's it's a disaster. <laughs> this is worse than when uh, Jarrell came in here running his mouth talking about Peyton Manning and all that nonsense. Yeah. You know, but it's all good. Man, Rick, it's good to have you back on the podcast, man. Lane yeah. can't talk smack about you now. Miss you guys, man. Um, listen, do you have us locked in for reservations and on the, the VIP list everywhere we need to go in Toronto next week? Um, I just talked to Drizzy about it. Yeah. Tell Drizzy to hotline bling us up into the spot when we get up there. Yep. All right. Ever uh, since I, you I, left I, the city. Ever <laughs> since you left the city. We're going to be in the six. Killing it. In the six. Freezing our tushies off. Killing it. Yeah, yeah I just looked at the weather for next week. Don't, don't even say it. I already know. Not great. <laughs> Listen, if if it's as cold or colder than we were in New York last year, it'll just be more of what we're used to. It's Dude, all good. I'm leaving. I'm telling you right now, if it's that cold, I'm leaving before All Star Weekend begins. Today, today in New York City, and, and we're not that far from Toronto, so it's you know pretty similar weather. Today in New York City, it's 60 degrees. Yo, however, the forecast for next Wednesday, the high in Toronto, 28 degrees. The low, 19. Yeah, dude, that's real. That's I've called, been there. That's called they, bring they, you, those numbers those numbers work there, I'm telling you. That's called bring my bubble coat to Toronto, baby. I want my Echo Fox bubble in Toronto. <laughs> you better get that women's large jacket they gave that you. That I last, got last year. <laughs> that lady's cut, that was nice. <laughs> ladies large. <laughs> ladies large, baby. You put that on, like, Instagram or something, didn't you? <laughs> I don't remember. I told someone that story the other day. I could have sworn you sent that out somewhere. Like <laughs> When we got to the uh, – you know, the NBA.com office 
at All-Star last year, <laughs> they had a jacket for each of us, a bubble jacket that says NBA.com on the sleeve or something. And, you know, I, I found my jacket and it said on the package, Lang Whitaker XXL. Then on Sakers, for some reason, it said Sakers Smith, ladies large. <laughs> <laughs> it was so wrong. I was like, I guess I'm just, you know. Ladies love Seku. Exactly. I guess I've dwindled away to such a size that now I'm rocking ladies larges. LL Suk. Hey, LL Suk. You can just call me Rashawn Gary, baby, because we're getting ready to sign him. It's signing day, by the way, Lang. Uh, oh, I know. One of our favorite holidays of the year for those of us who love football? football. Oh yeah. yeah, signing day is the stuff. I love. And it. and last week I got to see Seku's awesome picture hanging in the media room in Indianapolis. <laughs> it still got you right over the trash can. Yeah, like, David Bennett, shout out. He, he said he's going to keep me there for eternity, uh, right above where I belong, <laughs> which is in the trash can. Big love to our man David Benner up in Indianapolis and with the Pacers. I'm going to see him here Friday night and uh, dress him down and remind him that he's 30th out of 30 PR directors um, <laughs> around the league. It's, it's always good to show people love in their face. So, um Look, be safe until next week. Let's uh, let's reconvene in Toronto. We might even get the little hobbit here behind the glass to show up north of the board. I think he's got a passport, so uh, <laughs> our super producer Greg Wagon will be up there too. And we'll we'll get it in uh, next week, right here on the Hangtime Podcast. Later, peace. Thanks for listening to the Hangtime Podcast. To download more episodes of the show, visit the iTunes Music Store. And be sure to check out the Hangtime blog on NBA.com. And as always, say Kuna Matata.